0: What if instead of pouring countless hours into all the things you think you should be doing to grow your business, Instagram, Pinterest, SEO, guest blogging, the list goes on, you took a step back and asked yourself what it would look like if growing your business looked and felt easy. Today, we explore what it looks like to shift your mindset around driving traffic to your website and instead focus on growing your business with authentic, genuine relationships. We talk about how to build your business the old school way with support from New School Tech. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Kami Fari, a web designer and strategist who helps real deal business owners take their websites from bootstrap to breathtaking and money making and a blend of sleep design and whip smart strategy. Over the years, Cami and her team of collaborators have changed the game for award-winning photographers, authors, speakers, creatives, retreat leaders, coaches, consultants, and so many more. Cami, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Cami, can you tell us a little bit about what
1: it is that you do and why you do it? Yeah, totally. So I'm a strategist and a web designer for real deal amazing business owners because I feel so
0: strongly that you're just too talented for a bad website. I love that so much. I have a background in branding and design and I've always been amazed what a good website can do for people and how it can also hold so many amazing service providers and creators back as well. So I think it's amazing that you do this work in the world. Absolutely. It's one of the things I found most
1: often with my clients is that they have great in-person businesses. They've built up a reputation over a long period of time, but their website is that one thing that's holding them back from growth, from raising their rates, from playing a bigger game in the online world. And when we fix that, it's like magic. Everything just falls into place and it's really fun.
0: Awesome. So can you tell me, Is there one mindset shift that has totally changed the game for you?
1: Yeah. So when I first started my online business, I was so excited by the fact that I could make money online and not have to go into an office and not have to talk to people day to day. And I thought like, yes, this is perfect for me. I'm a little bit of an introvert. I can just sit behind my computer and hide. (laughs) Right. Like so many of us feel that way. Um, And so I got into that world and I started doing all of the things you're supposed to do and learning about online business and got really overwhelmed really quickly. Um, You know, we have things like SEO and Facebook ads and Instagram and Pinterest and all these ways that you can drive traffic and make money. And it was just It was a lot and it was, like I said, it was overwhelming. I spent a lot of money on courses and digital products um, that have gone halfway used. And eventually I just sort of thought there has to be an easier, better way to do things, a better way to market my business and get clients and get customers And so the one mindset shift for me, I guess there were two really. The first one was the decision to let things be easy and not overcomplicate things. Um, And then the second decision I made was to really focus in on -on one-on-one personal relationships and bring things back to basics. You know, people have been running businesses for thousands and thousands of years without the internet. And the internet is really, for me, I think an amplification tool But those relationships
0: are at the foundation of everything, right? Totally. I actually got chills when you said let things be easy because I think so often, especially in the online business world, we like to overcomplicate things. We like to think that, you know, it actually is hard and it's hard to make money and it's hard to put ourselves out there. And there are so many things that we just have to keep learning and keep doing and go, go, go. But when you actually take a step back and you say, "Okay, what is the easiest way that I can put this work out in the world, and what is the easiest way that I can share my message?" It actually, yeah, I mean, it actually makes things so much simpler. It really does.
1: And I jumped in because I love, I love talking about this. Uh, it's something that I work on. Every single day, you know, it's really hard to let things be easy. And simplicity is really hard because I think that we're conditioned to think that we have to work really hard to make things happen. We have to learn all this new stuff, you know, coming into the online world. A lot of us are learning as we go and building our businesses as we go. And so there's a sort of um, like a glamorization of the
0: hustle and the struggle that I I don't agree with. No, I don't either. And I'm beginning to see more and more of that kind of pushback to the hustle lifestyle and to that go, go, go and have to be doing 5 million things and be in 5 million places. And I'm loving that because I think when we break it down and we ask ourselves how it can be simpler, we start seeing those answers more readily. Mm -hmm. So I think this is such an incredible message from you, especially being a website designer. You know how important a website can be to a business. So I think it sounds sort of counterintuitive to take a step back and start building personal relationships first. Can you talk a little bit about the tie between building a personal relationship and how ultimately that can drive traffic and how the two are so intertwined?
1: Yeah, totally. So when I first started out, I joined a big online course and joined it through a mentor, um, the amazing Michelle Martello of Minima Designs, who is a boss. And one of the things, Michelle has been around in the online world for a long time. She's been building websites since like 1999. And she's seen a lot of those trends come and go and ridden a lot of those waves. And one of the things she said to me really early on was, that personal connections were everything. The best thing she'd ever done in her business was go to events, make friends, uh, reach out to people who are the quote-unquote competition and make friends with them because she's gotten amazing referrals through other designers because the best people get booked really quickly. Um, When I sort of had, had enough of the struggle bus, I really took a minute to take that advice to heart and it just—it was like the one thing that grew my business faster than anything else. Um, so through my relationship with Michelle and with the community that she built around this course, I had multiple clients come into my business. I um, ended up being featured as a web design and branding expert within the back end of Marie Folio's B-School program. Uh, so for any B-Schoolers who are listening, there's a great resource area if you're a student. And if you click into web design and branding, I'm in there just purely through the strength of those genuine relationships. And I never, I feel like I never set out to make any of this amazing stuff happen when I was reaching out and making these connections. I just started showing up and talking to people and I guess networking you could call it, but really because I was genuinely interested in them and wanted to get to know them and learn things. And then all of these beautiful things like the traffic I get through the V School program that mention all of the clients, it's sort of a very happy side effect of something that I find easy and fun to do.
0: Yeah, totally. So if someone is listening to this and they're thinking, Okay, I need to be doing more networking, I need to reach out to more people, I need to have a bigger community to support my business. Where do you look for these kind of events? How do you find them? How do you go about, um, you know, kind of finding your people and building that tribe?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first couple of people I reached out to were just people who were in Facebook groups I was in, um, either free Facebook groups or paid ones through online courses. And, you know, doing business online can be a little bit lonely, you behind your laptop screen all the time. And so I find, right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, I find that people are really, really receptive. So if there's somebody in a group that you're interested in, send them a DM and Start a conversation about something you have in common. Invite them to hop on a Zoom video chat or a Skype session with you. Um, I personally hate long emails and going back and forth on Messenger for too long. So I love to get on phone calls and video chats. Uh, But that was a great way to start out for me. And then I just asked people, you know, who are they listening to right now? What podcasts are they following? Which events are they going to? What have they liked? And through that, I found the being boss new orleans event which was my first live event ever it's where we met and yeah it built from there and so now i have a whole list of conferences and events both in my city which is new york so there's a lot of stuff going on here and then around the country and it's it's just been so fun i love going to events
0: Ah, i love that so much So I think sometimes when we're thinking about reaching out to people that we've met in Facebook groups and things like that, it feels a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. We we fear rejection a little bit, a little bit of self-doubt creeps in. What kind of recommendations can you make for people who are just a little bit scared of reaching out? Or it feels like a little bit of a stretch outside their comfort zone. I
1: think that everybody's a little bit scared and a little bit nervous to put themselves out there. And especially in the communities we're in, we're all, you know, a lot of us are a little bit introverted. A lot of us have those feelings. And so for me, it was, I think, realizing that everybody feels the same way and that you have so much more in common with people than not and if somebody doesn't respond or they're too busy they don't have time it's no big deal but most of the time you'll get a very enthusiastic yes Um, and then I think persistence is another one like my one of my very very good friends now Shelley Easter who's a web designer reached out to me on Facebook messenger through a group that we were both in and she was just super persistent I think the first couple of times she sent me a note. We had a couple of chats back and forth, but it never really went anywhere. And then, but she just kept going because she thought that, you know, we'd connect and we did. And now we're really good friends and we talk and text nearly every
0: day. And she's been such a huge support in my business. Awesome. It's so encouraging to hear that these conversations that start as just like a quick comment in Messenger or just like one simple phone call can really blossom into these super helpful um, like business relationships, but also friendships, you know? Absolutely. I think the two are so connected, you know, coming out of the
1: corporate world in my Previous life, there was this idea that your business and your life were two completely separate things and it wasn't professional to mix them. And I just love that that doesn't exist in the world that we're in because they're all everything's connected.
0: Yes, totally. So I just want to take a second and backtrack to something that you said earlier, which was that we had actually met at the Being Boss Retreat. I just love to go into detail a little bit about how this happened, because sometimes I think people, they aren't really sure how to, <laughs> how to act or how to behave or how to build these kind of relationships when they're actually at these kind of events. Mm-hmm. And it can just end up being kind of like an awkward turtle situation. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point out that you and I actually had a relatively brief conversation. I think it was before um, the live podcast recording that one day. But the thing that really sparked our friendship was that you had followed up with an email after the event. And I just thought that was the most brilliant thing because it wasn't your typical like, hi, we met at an event. Let's hop on a call. You know, it wasn't bland at all. It was really straightforward. It reminded me who you were and that I had met you at the event. And then it also had a personal detail. I know we connected about like Colorado and Colorado lifestyle and the mountains mm-hmm. and all that kind of good stuff. And then I think you linked to a YouTube video too oh my about God. Yes,
1: it was it was cuz we'd been in New Orleans for being boss and there was this hilarious stand-up Oh my god, I can't remember who did it, but there was this hilarious stand-up all about going out in New Orleans and what it's like there. And so I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I'll, laugh. see-
0: <laughs> I'll see if I can dig it up. We'll put it in the show notes if someone needs a laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yes, it was just so relatable and it was so well rounded. And then I I think you also had like a, a few links to your website and social media profiles, just other ways that we could connect beyond the event. And then I had reached out and said that I would actually love to hop on a Zoom call and get to know you better. So I like to point out too, that we put so much pressure on these relationships and these events that we've got to meet the people we want to meet and get so much out of them. And I want to say that that's kind of It can be just the spark of something else and that we don't have to, we can actually relax and enjoy ourselves and meet people at the events. And then sometimes those follow-up conversations are where the real magic happens. Yeah, it's so hard to meet 300,
1: 400, even 100 people in a stretch of three days. And if you go into it with that mindset, it's just... I mean, it's a shit show. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Yes, you are. (laughs) It is a shit show. (laughs) So my being boss was my first live event, and I was so nervous going into it. I remember that first cocktail party that they had for us. It was like, everybody here seems like they know each other. Uh, What am I doing? I have this weird name tag on. It's not sticking to my boob properly. Uh." (laughs) It was just, I felt like a mess, but I really sort of like decided to take a deep breath, let myself relax, trust that I'd meet who I was supposed to meet, focus on having good conversations and in-depth conversations with a handful of people instead of the whole room. And then luckily, Being Boss had their attendee list, I think it was in a Slack channel. And so after the event, I went through and for the people who I'd connected with or just had brief connections with or wanted to get to know better, I sent everybody a personal email and it wasn't it wasn't a template at all. I actually sat there on my laptop and typed out the email to every single person. Um, and it took some time, but it was so worth it because I have, you know, some of my closest business friends and my colleagues have come through that event. Um, clients have come through that event, just amazing things. And I feel like that's part of the magic is, that you get to choose your own colleagues when you run your own business. And so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: they're there for you, like go out and find them. And it's really, uh, it's really like a
0: beautiful process when that happens. You guys, I want to pop in here real quick and let you know that building genuine relationships to grow your business in big ways is only one of many simple mindset shifts you can make to see absolutely incredible results in life and business. If you're looking for that one simple shift that's specific to you and your business so you can cultivate a success mindset and start thriving, head over to amandadenley.com slash free call and book my free simplifying success coaching call today there are limited spots available each week first come first served did i see that you also went to the ConvertKit
1: event recently oh yeah i was convert kit runs a conference called craft and commerce in boise idaho and it was amazing it had really? so, oh my god yeah it was so much fun it was much bigger than the being boss conference but it was okay. they had these amazing main stage speakers they had breakout panels everybody there was so engaged and so open. Um, and I just, I had the best time. That's
0: so good to hear. You should come next and, year. I know. I know, right? Um, I want to. I mean, how was definitely like New Orleans versus Idaho? I feel like that's definitely a different venue and a different, <laughs> different vibe. How
1: was that? It really is. I feel like the New Orleans event was really fun because it was about hanging out and making connections. We had a lot of social things to do together, like at the cocktail party, we had a pretty epic parade at one point. Uh, We hung out in a park for a while, whereas Idaho was much more of a traditional conference structure that sort of focused on content. Um, So the main stage talks and the workshops. Um, But they did something brilliant in Idaho, which is that they had attendee-led meetups. So people would be like... Really? Yeah. So my friend Erin Flynn, who does sort of business strategy strategy for web designers said, Hey, I'm going to lead a meetup for all the designers and devs at this conference. Just come here during this break to this cafe. And there were tons of these all weekend. So it was really nice because on every lunch break, every evening, you didn't have to think about, Oh, what am I doing? What are you doing? Where, where's everybody hanging out? Am I going to miss out? You just knew that here were the places that people were going to be, and you could show up and have these great conversations and, you know, in a very relaxed way.
0: I love that so much. Oh, my goodness. And also, that's a great idea for people looking to host events too, or people who are going to events that do know that they'd like to connect with you know, this select group of people or a select group in a certain niche, um, to keep that in mind too, that you can always do those kind of breakout sessions. And that can be a great way to connect with people in you know, a little less of a formal setting, but also be sure that you're having the conversations and meeting the people that you want to meet at those kind of events.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and another thing they did in Idaho, which I thought was really sweet, was they had, at the breakfast tables, they had little conversation starter cards for us. And they really- Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's so smart. Which is great because it gets you, the quicker you can get past the like, so where are you from? How's the weather? The better- The better off you'll be, the more fun you'll have, you know, everybody, you get kind of stuck in that weird small talk zone. And if you can get past it, that's where all the good stuff happens. Yes, I love that. So sort of like icebreaker cards then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all had a good laugh about how cheesy they were. And then we all used them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) Thank God these things are here. I actually even heard about a conference. Um, I heard about one conference specifically for WordPress developers where on their name tags, they were color coded red, orange, and green, being like, red is don't talk to me under any circumstances, orange is I'll approach you, and green is I'm free and open for a chat, uh, which cracked me up because that's such a developer stereotype. But if it works, it works. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! Right, I'm at this live event, but do not talk to me. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's true though because sometimes these events can be like overstimulating and a lot, especially if you're an introvert. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot going on, so just having that balance between downtime for yourself and also making those connections and you know showing up as your best self, available for those kind of conversations. I think that can make a difference as well. Mm-hmm, totally get a good night's sleep,
1: don't go too hard at the welcome drinks, (laughs) and relax and enjoy yourself.
0: Love it. Um, So I know when we were chatting a little bit before the show, you made a bachelor analogy that I loved. So can you talk a little bit about that? God,
1: yeah, I guilty, total guilty pleasure, but I love The Bachelor in all its forms. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, I'm here for all the messy drama. (laughs) And I feel like on every season of The Bachelor, there's always somebody who sits in front of the camera and they're like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here for Ben, I'm here for the right reasons. As if making friends is not the right reason to do something. And I feel in my business, the complete opposite. Like I'm here to make friends all day, every day, come at me with the friendships and the relationships because it makes my business better. It makes my life better. It's just good for
0: everything. And also it sparks the kind of business building activities that you actually want. And I think so often it's easy to forget that connection that these personal genuine relationships are actually what's building our business and that yes, like Pinterest and Instagram and SEO and all those kind of other more techie social media sides of things are definitely there to support us in that. But that's kind of how I think about it is that it's a support tool. It's a tool to remind people that you're out there, that you have a message to share, that you're showing up consistently, that you're visible so that when they are looking for someone that does what you do, you come to mind first. Totally. I couldn't
1: agree more. I think that Social media and all of that good stuff is, it's like an amplifier, but you, especially if you're in services like we are, you do coaching, I do strategy and design, the foundation of that is those relationships. And then social media pours a little bit of digital gasoline on it. Yes, digital gasoline. I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I know that you are also really good at keeping up with Instagram stories. So, and I think we've had a conversation about this once before. Can you talk a little bit about how you use Instagram stories to grow those personal connections? This is something
1: I actually figured out at Being Boss because everybody there, barely anyone was handing out business cards. Everyone was connecting on Instagram. And at the time, my phone was out of storage. It was not letting me download any new apps. So I'd actually deleted Instagram and Facebook off of my phone. Cleaned out all my podcasts. Yeah. And so everyone was like, Oh, what's your Instagram? Here's mine. And I'm like, uh, but I can't give it to you because I have no Instagram on my phone. And until before Being Boss, I'd been thinking about Instagram very much from like a client perspective, thinking like, how could I use this tool to get more clients in my business and wondering if that was the right approach for a high-end service-based business like mine um, and feeling panicky that my feed wasn't super designy and all of that stuff. And then at Being Boss, when I saw all of this going on with trading Instagrams, I suddenly a light bulb went off. I was like, oh my God, Instagram is for colleagues. It's not necessary. It can be for clients, absolutely, but it doesn't have to be. It could be for colleagues and relationships, and that could be like an amazing way to use this tool. And so suddenly, I was like, okay, stop panicking. Don't care what my feed looks like. I'm just going to show up on Instagram stories. And part of that was I just wanted to practice being on camera in a very low pressure way. But I found that as I started filming these little stories and showing up more often, that people I'd met at being boss like you and um, you know, people I'd met through other events and connected with online, they'd all start DMing me and we just have these little conversations every day. So it's almost like a digital water cooler at, at an <laughs> right? office that doesn't exist at the best office ever. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, for me, I'm I don't I feel like I'm not the best at keeping in touch one-on-one, but through Instagram, I've been able to keep in touch in a way that feels really easy and fun for me. And then when we get on a Zoom call to catch up in a few months, you know, we know what's going on in each other's lives and we can start from there rather than having to go into all of that small talk. It's funny
0: how this works because you may not even remember saying it, (laughs) but something you had said to me was that Instagram stories works the way that you feel like social media should work Mm -hmm. and that it's helping you to build these like one-on-one personal relationships. So when you post that you've gone to a certain location or you're going to a certain event and someone responds like, hey, I'm in the area, we should totally meet up. I think like, those are the kind of relationships that we love out of social media. Those are the things that make it worth it. Not when we're posting into the abyss and we hear crickets. <laughs> that part doesn't feel as good. No, it feels terrible. <laughs> and when social
1: media started, like if you think about the beginning of Facebook, it was meant to be a tool to connect us and strengthen those bonds and what we found is that it's actually, it can be quite isolating, and people spend a lot of time on these platforms and less time connecting in person. And I'm so glad you brought up the Instagram uh, working as social is supposed to work thing, because it's true. Like, literally last week, I posted that I was at my co working space in Soho, and a business friend of mine DM'd me back, and she was like, Oh, hey, you know, I'm right down the street. Let me come visit you. And just
0: think things like that happen to me all the time through Instagram and it's really fun yeah and i think it's part of what you're posting as well like you're building that like no trust factor in that you're sharing actual moments of your life and I think that is the thing that connects us all. That's what makes it so easy to reach out because you're saying, hey, like I connect with you over this. Let's meet up or let's talk about it or let's bond over the fact that that one ridiculous thing happened or <laughs> that you had a deer in your yard and that happens to me all the time yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> at that moment yeah which I love because I'm
1: in New York so we have we have rats and roaches but you have (laughs) I look at your stories and I'm like oh look beautiful nature (laughs) it's
0: great (laughs) but you do make some time to come out to Colorado occasionally I think that was when I had seen the deer in your yard (laughs) I do I love the mountains so
1: much and one of these days our pods are going to cross in Colorado I feel like we just keep missing each other
0: I know it's gonna happen. Um, So if we had to sum up today's conversation in like three simple tips for making genuine connections at a live event, what would you say? Oh, that's such a good question. Um,
1: Okay, so I think tip number one is that the event starts well before the actual three days or four days or whatever it is. So if there's a public guest list, Go check it out. Go start following those people on social media. Start watching their Instagram stories and replying. Maybe even reach out and schedule a Zoom chat or a Skype chat. Make those connections ahead of time. Number two is at the live event, relax. Just take a big, deep breath, even if you are so nervous like I was at the Being Boss event, and just trust that you're going to meet the people you're supposed to meet and that the event isn't over after three or four days. Um, I think tip number three would be that the event is not over after those three or four days. So you can follow up with people, you know, a personal like we talked about a nice personal note goes a really long way. And it's what helped
0: us become friends. um, And it's something that's so simple and so easy to do. Yes, I love that. And then we were talking about this earlier, but once you actually do get on those calls, make sure you ask people how you can support them. Um, I know that Kami and I have had this conversation before. And it's so nice to know what other people have going on in their businesses and what they're launching right now or looking to do or the type of people they're looking to connect with. And that is just another way that we can make these relationships go even further.
1: Yeah. So the first time we were on a call together, I remember at the end of the call, you asked me, you said, so tell me, how can I support you at the moment? And I was floored by that question because I'd never been asked it before. And it was so direct and so good. And I've stolen that from you and now I ask everybody. Um, (laughs) By all
0: means, (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I
1: think there's so much power in asking for what you want, putting it out there into the world and also just using those relationships to lift each other up and support each other however we can.
0: So if someone is listening to this and they're on the other end and they're like, okay, I know personal relationships are important and I'm going to start reaching out to people, but also my website's kind of a mess. Uh, What do you say to those people? Yes, this is such a real thing. We have some website shame and you know
1: that it's your first impression online. People are clicking through your Instagram bio to visit it. If you are on a page for a live event with all the attendees, your website's probably linked. Yeah, it's real. I feel you. Luckily, it's a very, very quick fix and it starts with your homepage. Your homepage is your first impression. It's the gateway to everything else. And so- For the homepage, I would say, make sure that there's a picture of you on it, make sure your navigation is crisp and clear, and make sure that your page is really focused in on what you do and who you love to serve. Um, And so if you want more info about that, I actually have a really great free training video where I walk you through specific before and after examples using my own website as a guinea pig. And I'll give you some really quick actionable tips so you can fix any issues you're having in like five to 10 minutes So you can go out and network and be at those live events with as much confidence as possible.
0: Oh, I love it. And if our listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you, Kami?
1: They can find me over at Camifari.com, which is my online home. I love it. Or they can find me over on Instagram. It's Cami underscore Fari. And keep up with me on stories. I love a good Instagram story. And please slide into my DMs.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Cammy. I had so much fun connecting with you and learning more about how personal relationships can really boost our business and help drive website traffic.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. It was brilliant. And I'm hoping to see you at a live event sometime in 2018, 2019.
0: Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. If you're looking for that one simple shift that's specific to you and your business so you can cultivate a success mindset and start to thrive, blah, 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 blah.